Thanks for joining us again at the Hollywood Growler podcast. Uh, in this episode, we go to the Santa Ana Heritage Museum, and we uh, are at the Orange County Brewers Guild Palette event, where the theme of the event was to pair gourmet food tastes with the beers from your favorite brewers. Connor. I cannot stop dreaming about the food, Dan. It was it was a wonderful event. It was really unique because we saw a little bit of a different side that we're not used to. Usually we're just talking about beer, but now we get to see the chefs and, you know, these brewers' friends that they brought out that do this uh, professionally. So it was, it was a really fun time. We met a lot of people. Uh, Dan was freaking out about this one particular dish. It was a, a, yeah, southern, it was a southern sausage of some sort. Yeah, our new friend Phil, who uh, works in the kitchen at Barley Forge, he's uh, one of the head chefs there. Uh, you're going to hear him and I talk later in the episode about uh, this sausage that he made that is crawfish and shrimp. Um, and he did a few other uh, yummy things with it. It was over a cornbread and uh, collard greens. He had a Tabasco bandana. Yeah, he was he was pretty authentic. He had actually been in New Orleans uh, for business just you know a couple weeks prior. He was saying you're going to hear all about it at the end of the episode, and you're going to hear me basically lose my mind for um, for that dish. Basically, it turned into a Louisiana podcast. So. <laughs> for a second there, yeah, um, it did. But, but it, was, uh, it was a fun time, and Phil was super awesome, super nice. Um, but yeah, it's a little bit of a breakbeat um, type of episode. We're going to be interviewing and moving on to the next person. And so. moving on to the next uh, little bite of food. So there, mm-hmm. yeah, there are, it might seem a little choppy this time around, but um, we definitely got around to pretty much all of the food. Mm-hmm. Um, we did not get around, to, we didn't even try to get around to all of the beer. You're going to hear us talk about that. If we had done that, we would have, wouldn't have been able to walk, but, um, it was a spectacular event, um, there on the grounds. And we want to say thank you to, uh, Mary Jane and Erica and Will, Will, you're going to hear us talk to you at the end. He was fighting through a flu, but he, um, was working really hard to keep this event rolling along with other, all the other guys from the Brewers Guild. The man is just a champ. Yeah. He doesn't stop. And then uh, it's, it's Aaron from Bootleggers, right? He was, he's mm. the president of the guild, and he was, he yep. was there on the grounds also uh, trying to make things run as smoothly as possible, which I, I got to say, considering the magnitude of the event and how much Henny Booths they the, had. It was a huge grounds. Like the, yeah. the, whole, the whole venue was very huge and expansive and beautiful and I they could have done it better. was it was it huge and expansive it was expansive and huge <laughs> but um we had a really good time uh and uh if they do this event again next year which I think is the plan we would encourage you guys to come out uh I know that they're gonna as with everything they they have some wrinkles that want to iron out but the food was top-notch the beer was top-notch the atmosphere and the people um as always with the Brewers Guild yeah uh, was always fun and friendly so um thanks oc brewers guild we appreciate it and we can't wait for the next event with you folks yeah and we hope you enjoy this episode listen through and uh don't forget that if you hear something um on the episode that you like and that you want to go try for yourself you can leave us a voice message through anchor and uh you can always you know google some of the things that we're talking about so that you can go and try it for yourself that's kind of the whole point of the podcast is to get you out there. So, you know, go down to Gameworks Brewery and try some of their bar food. Go over to Taps, you know, and try uh, try some of the, the, their food. Go to 
go to Haven. Uh, they had a booth there with some goose liver pate, or I'm sorry, chicken liver pate that mm-hmm. was out of this world, and they, I know for a fact that's on their regular menu. So um, we hope you enjoy the podcast, and uh, we hope that you'll interact with us. And if you're not interacting with us, we hope that you're going out, going out to do some tasting for yourself. Stay hungry, my friends. Oh my gosh! <laughs> enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the Hollywood Growler podcast. We are proud to be podcasting out in the wild once again. We are at the OC Brewers Guild Palette event, and that's at the Heritage Museum right in the heart of Santa Ana, California. It is a beautiful old mansion mansion that houses a, a museum for Orange County. Um, it has a, a beautiful grove of oranges out on the property and lots of other nice trees and uh, horticulture. It is a beautiful spot. Uh, the sun just went down. It's a little breezy, um, but we're excited. We already ran into a lot of our friends uh, from Chapman, All-American, um, so many more. Um, meeting new people like always, uh, but we're going to be sitting down with some food and beer pairings today. Isn't that right? That's uh, that's the theme of this event. You get your usual beer tastings, but the uh, the twist and uh, trying to class it up a little bit is that um, you're going to have some gourmet tasters of food from good chefs around Orange County. Uh, and we're going, we haven't really, uh, they've been setting up, so we haven't had a time to shake hands and meet with them just yet, but that's the plan. Um, we don't know that we're going to be able to get very many of them over the over to the table to do interviews tonight. Um, so you're mostly going to be stuck with us, but we are going to tell you everything that we're eating and everything that we're pairing it with, not only for uh, posterity, but for your edification. I will say this. I saw a smoker bigger than my truck, so um, I can't wait to get over to that. Uh, absolutely not an exaggeration. There it, is uh, it, some massive barbecue going on on the other side of the ground. That seemed to be that seems to be a common theme here. There's a lot of barbecue here, but um, well, I saw something very interesting. Uh, I'm going to save it for when we're actually eating it, but uh, it's going to be a savory float. Ooh. And uh, I'm not going to tell you all the details because I want to get some real reactions from Connor when we're when we're actually looking at this thing. I, I almost fell over when the when the chef told me what he was pairing. So it's going to be funny. Well, hey, uh, as long as there's some pie, this would be a true American delicacy out here today. I'll tell you that. Um, but it is uh, it's a great day and we will uh, be back on for the rest of the night talking about what we're eating and drinking and making friends. So Stay tuned, and thanks for listening. Yeah, the way we're going to try to do this is we're going to go grab a taster of food and a taster of beer, or two or three tasters of food and two or three tasters of beer, and bring them back and do a little session with you, um, and then take a little break and go do two or three more. So through the magic of uh, radio and editing, uh, there won't be any breaks for you, but uh, stick with us. And we're going to try to give you a a full picture. We're going to try and taste at least all of the food. I think if we tried to taste all of the beers, we would not make it through the podcast. (laughs) But we're going to try um, to at least one one each uh, taste all of the foods that are here tonight. We're going to tell you all about them. So we'll see you in just a minute. And we're sitting with our first food and beer pairing from Gamecraft. Um, They have a IPA. And it's called... It was called Pay to Win. Pay to Win. And they have a Lemon Goes. Called Arnie Palmer. Right. It's uh, iced tea and Lemon Goes. So 
And uh, what they pair us with here? It's the this is a, a, a crostini with a, so it's a crust of bread with um, tri-tip on it. It looks really good, and it has a blue cheese foam and a hot. I think he said a hot pepper relish. Yes. And then uh, it's garnished with some herbs on top, and then that's supposed to go with the pay to win IPA. So why don't you try that? All right. So uh, I'll take a bite here. Oh, wait, we're eating on radio. This is like breaking the cardinal rule. I know. We should have thought this through. Just listen to me moan and eat. Mm hmm. That's really good. Um, mm hmm. How'd you feel about the pairing? The flavors are bouncing back and forth. The opposite end, ends of the spectrum are colliding, and it tastes great. You get that, uh, we get that little bit of sweetness from uh, the blue cheese there, I feel like, or whatever they got on there, and then kind of comes together with the hoppy balance. Um, the smoky flavor of the meat, I mean, this is, uh, I mean, this is gonna be a good day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with you. Um, Gamecraft, we got a chance to look at their regular menu. Um, normally they do um, kind of brewery friendly bar food, but um, these uh, we should talk to the chefs. They got a they got a future. Yeah. They said this was a little one off um, for their for this event special for this event, but that was delicious. It looks like uh, the regular menu consists of fried wontons, pretzel, um, chicken wings, carnita sliders. So typical bar food, but. It looks like they kind of whipped out the big guns today, and it looks really, it's really good stuff. So, um, on to... Guys, if you're listening, good job. And uh, yeah, sorry, don't be, be afraid to incorporate some of this uh, fine dining into your into your bar food. You could elevate to gastropub status if you're going to keep going like this. Oh, definitely. Oh, uh, this next... Uh, it's a pokey mango ahi wakami. That's, uh, that's a mouthful. But um, it's basically a chip. With some, oh, I get it now. Yeah. He said it was a pun. He said poke, Pokemon, 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 Pokemon. I mean, I'm always playing, so I didn't get it at first. I get, I don't know. All right, because right. <laughs> uh, you're, you're old, so we can, I know. Okay. But I like puns. You would have thought I would have caught that one. Uh -huh. um, so let me try this here, and uh, I've got the Arnie Palmer lemon iced tea lemon goes to go with it. Mm. Yeah, crunchy. Oh man. Mm. Mm. You know how when you um get well really any fish dish and, and you add lemon to it, this is just like that in terms of a pairing. The poke um is really good with the mango coolie, I think he called it. And uh the lemon is really refreshing and sort of washes it down almost like a a palate cleanser so yeah that was a that was a winning pairing also this is um this is gonna be fun well um i'm already excited for the next uh round um we're gonna we're gonna finish this uh these beers up which are both delicious by the way mm. um it's true the the ipa i'm drinking is very crisp bright uh, a little fruity uh, kind of stereotypical West Coast, but uh, bright flavors. They did it right. So um, we will. The uh, the goes is um, 
I don't know, maybe it's just a, this isn't my typical style, but it's not, I, it's really got that sort of iced tea and lemonade mix down. It's not incredibly tart. It's not making me pucker exactly, but it's very um, refreshing. And I feel like I could drink it all day. There Did you, you catch the ABV on that? Did it have it on the sign? Yeah, uh, we, it was, it was a lower one, the Arnie Palmer. Palmer oh, 4%. 4%. And the uh, Pay to Win, 7.1. Straightforward that's a, IPA. That's a hearty IPA. That's a that's a that's a good <laughs> that's a one or two. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a really good job, guys, of our gamecraft. We'll um, we'll definitely be visiting the tap room. Um, but good job. It's great that they came up here. I mean, where are they located? I believe they're down south somewhere. We'll go double check um, where their tap room is located, but. Um, great stuff, guys. So we're going to move on here. Well, before we, before we move on. on, I just want to say real quickly that, um, you know, right off the bat, we, we our very first plate is something you're basically not going to get a chance to get again. Um, so Yeah, so why aren't you here, people? Well, there's that. But next time we're promoting an event and you're like, oh, I might like to try that. Just remember, you are almost guaranteed to get something that is unique to this event um, mm. that you can, A, tell people about and B, really enjoy uh as it's uh, something that it was custom made just for you here at here at the event. Oh yeah, and it's it's great too because it's uh, all the, they try to get as many of the owners and brewers here. So you're literally in the midst of the masterminds behind everything. So that's true. We, you, you, if you have a question, they're very open and talkative. I mean, everybody just everybody's chatting, bouncing off ideas, shaking hands, shaking saying hands, hello, high fiving. Um, but it's a great event, and next time uh, we start advertising one, you folks definitely should come out because it's a great experience just to talk to the owners and brewers and get a taste of what their craft is. So today specifically with food, so yep. very, very happy to be here. So we're going to go get another plate and uh, try and do our best food channel impression, and, uh, <laughs> and we'll be right back. Dan and Connor tasting food. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we picked up a taster that um, I, I didn't let the chef tell Connor what it is because I wanted to tell him while we were recording. All I know is that it has a paper straw on it and chocolate. It is not chocolate. Oh. Um, so this is a savory float. So the ice cream in the bottom of it is uh -huh. a cheese ice cream. Oh, get out. That's what I know. See, that was my reaction too. And then the soda that's around the cheese is a tomato soup soda. What? So it's going to be like a gazpacho and cheese kind of thing, I think. I'm eating it now. Whoa. Oh, it's good. It does taste kind of like a gazpacho and cheese sort of thing. That that's was really good. not expecting that. And that the, uh, is crazy. You would think cheese ice cream would like be, it's just not what you expect. It's just cold. It's cold cheese. <laughs> and I spilled it all over me. <laughs> all on my noob shorts. Um, so, I'm going to take another bite of that. I'm getting... And we, man, that is interesting. It is interesting. And it doesn't taste um, weird, really. It just tastes counterintuitive, I guess is the like way to say it. I guess if you've ever had cold soup, it's not going to bother you at all that this is not, you know, it's tomato soup that isn't hot. That is weird. But um, it is different and it is interesting. 
and it was the guys over at the Stance Socks booth. Of all that, people. Uh, of all people, yeah. First off, I really like Stance Socks. I own a couple pairs. I own Mike Trout, Stance Socks. Mike Trout, shout out. I have one that is Bubba Fett on one sock and uh, Han Solo Frozen in Court Carbonite on the other sock. And uh, that is, it's just almost the favorite thing I own. Um, and Ooh. then on the way back to the table, we stopped um, at the Beachwood booth and picked up a juicy New England-style hazy IPA. And... That, uh, our friend Carl over there was telling us this is uh, strictly mosaic hops. That's right. Um, I don't, did he say strictly or just mostly? I think he said. I think he said it was a lot of mosaic hops. Okay, so we know there's a lot of mosaic in it, but basically, Ooh, yeah, it is great. So basically, uh, Beachwood was saying that they try to stray away from the hazies, but you know, all trends come to the table at one point. Um, but we. Uh, it's a great uh it's a great beer they they try to keep the bitterness to it so they um they kept the bitterness r r rather than just the straight juicy haze new england flavor so um it's really good uh they, the bitterness is in it and it kind of kind of knocks around with the flavors with the cheese ice cream tomato float thing i got going in front of me it so, is so different it's it's quite out there i'm um, glad we got to it um early on because um I don't know. I, I definitely wanted to get all these cool flavors. Yeah. Um, we have a friend here joining us at the table, uh, Mike B from Bev Incorporated. How are you doing today? Oh, oh we have heard right. of you. Yeah, we have. Right. Yes. Okay, uh, our, have a seat for a second. Yeah. Okay. We um, we did an episode with Backstreet Brewing Company. Oh, yes. They're and, uh, one of our newer... Your vendors are coming. Here, on if you're gonna if you're gonna be on the air, you gotta lean in a little How bit. How do I do this? Okay. Yeah, pardon know. our um, pardon our makeshift windscreen. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> okay, that's good. You are you are good and close now. That's good. Um, so tell us about is it bev.com? Yes. Yeah, so we're right now we're the only website that allows brewers to sell directly to customers. So without using a middle tier of distribution. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, we've started in Santa Monica. We've got about 30 or so vendors live, about 40, uh, another 20 or so that are in the process of getting onboarded. Um, and really, it's just a solution that allows breweries to reach their customers directly, capture a lot more margin than they are using the three-tier distribution system, um, and getting more distribution outside of your tap room. It's brilliant. I mean, uh, we were joking around with the uh, backstreet and I was like, so if I'm in the parking lot, the angel stadium, well, yeah, that, that, <laughs> you were saying that, uh, they were also using DoorDash, which was, uh, great. Oh, yeah. but, um, this service is a little bit different, um, for our listeners at home who may not be familiar with what the three tier distribution system is. Can you give us sort of a, a two minute version of that? Yeah, essentially, uh, when you see beers in your favorite restaurant, uh, supermarket, or Beppo, those are usually being sold uh, to those uh, retail destinations through a, a tier that's the distribution channel. The, the distributors are sort of a, a middle layer between producers and the, the retailers. They basically buy volume, uh, beer and volume, and then you know, distribute to whoever their customers are, which is supermarkets, the restaurants, et cetera. So in some states, it's like legally required to go through somebody. Isn't yes. That correct? And, and I'm not an expert on the state by state laws. My uh, <laughs> partner is. 
But uh, yes, so each state has very different beer laws right now, and those are constantly changing. But the way we see the market is, is right now, wine direct to con uh, consumer market was $3 billion last year. Oof. That is directly from the wine producer to the customer, not through any other intermediary. So and where can I buy stock? <laughs> stock? Uh, we, we can talk about investment if you, if you want to invest. That's, we're definitely open to that. Um, you know, right now we're just trying to get as many vendors on board, like I said. Um, you know, right now, because of, again, state by state laws, we're mostly in California. Uh, either you can get it through Deliveroady, which is basically same day on demand, not as quick as DoorDash. Uh, but again, same day. Or if you know you're in Southern California and you want uh, to get something from the Bay Area, you can order and UPS will deliver it to you. Oh, how interesting! I didn't so, know that you did, you expanded to such a wide area. Yeah, so we've so, got we've got breweries San Diego all the way to um, San Francisco area. We have a cidery in Portland. We've got a couple in, in Texas. Right now, you can't buy from Texas and get it shipped no, to California. They, they have a weird yeah. system you, going on there. Can you buy in Texas and have it shipped into Texas? That's about to open up. Okay. Uh, that Yeah. That's something that should, by this fall, that should happen. I know right. Texas is the lone star state. They don't like meddling with the other states it's, honestly so. <laughs> i think texas is a little bit ahead of the curve i think it's like alabama and florida that are most difficult right now is there some there's some on the east coast yeah again i'm not the guy who knows the state by state issues uh we could get travis who's the founder he knows everything he's, okay. he's an ex-lawyer too so he's done all the work in terms of there's a giant matrix of which state can ship to where and which states will accept from where so i can't i can't wait we, we've mapped I, that out already i can't wait till i can say i'm a, a retired lawyer doing something else that would be <laughs> that would be fantastic one of these days so uh where can we find like a direct list of what you guys have available uh, it's all online. If you go to bev.com, that's B as in boy, E as in Edward, V as in Victor, V as in Victor.com. So two V's. Two V's, yes. Right. And like I said, we've got about 20 to 30 or so live right now. And there's a couple of cideries in there and a um, couple 20 or so more that are going to be on the way. That's a so, very unique uh, system. And it kind of like replaces, I don't know, like the beer trade thing for people that oh can yeah have, bottle trading, you know that's yeah. what i was thinking of how it could be used you know because people want to get certain beers i mean it's kind of specific by state you're saying but right. like now well, that's that's all being done outside of you know regulations that's obviously. true yeah. that's true on the, on the dl <laughs> i have not done that and the vendors um, don't necessarily benefit from that either no so they right. don't. producers you know that's that's a secondary market totally it's like yeah. the black market of beer. so the way it works is if you can get beer shipped to your location legally. Yes. Then you go to bev.com. Exactly. B-E-V-V.com. And you find a beer. If you're listening, if you're uh, some of my Louisiana friends, for instance, and you want some beer from California, and they... Uh, and, and we don't currently do that. <laughs> so, okay, it's, write your congresspeople. Yeah, it's, like I said, each state's got different rules. It's slowly opening up. Um Hopefully, we'll be in Louisiana soon. We've got the distribution channel working out there, or I meant the distribution, the actual delivery service. Uh, we're working on getting that integrated. Um, so once that gets up and running and the laws kind of open up, then I, we'll be. If there's there. one thing that people in Louisiana like, it's beer. So don't worry, they'll they'll catch on. They they'll like a little bit of everything out there. They're wild. So I mean. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that was um, very educational and uh, a really good um, uh, sell, sell direct to customer 
segue for us from um, us discussing that with Tim and Bob over at uh, Backstreet. We were just yes. uh, we were literally just talking about that, uh, you know, like what two, two episodes ago? Yeah, like a few weeks ago. So. Thank you. I'm glad you stopped by. Um, yep. I'm glad you sort of stuck your head in the door, as it were. Yeah. No, thank you very much, guys. Yeah. Good to meet you. And yeah. um, you know, we'll, we'll be here all day. So yeah. this was Mr. Mr. Mike B. Yeah. Thank from you, Mike B. Nice meeting you, man. Thank you. Yeah. All right, guys, Whoa. we're going to grab another taster and another beer and we're going to come back. And who knows? We, we didn't expect guests to stop by. We just sort of put a chair out <laughs> to see what would happen. New friends uh, are great. So, uh, yeah, we already made a new friend this episode. We'll see see who we can wrangle to come talk to us next. Can I say, hell yeah, brother? <laughs> because, it does look good. because we just picked up some sliders and slaw and a hoppy pilsner from left coast brewing and the the cook was pretty ecstatic about it what do you say was on this again and the meat okay i want to try and remember it all we're trying to remember here he said it was greek olive oil greek olive oil and salt and pepper salt and pepper he said it was burgundy wine burgundy he said it was a ton of garlic mm-hmm. and he said there was um wild uh clover honey that's right in the all of that was in the marinade for uh this is 48, tri-tip. 48 hours he said I think he said 48 hours, and he said that this was sort of a, um, it's very close to what they do in their tasting room. Um, I think he said it was slightly, slightly different, but um, I think the they saw is amazing. Yeah, I think they went all out for this event, and we're biting in, trying to see. I put some spicy uh, barbecue sauce on it as well, so I don't know. Mm. It's going to mess things up. And, um... They asked us to pair it with their um, their beer, Calm Your Pills, which is a hoppy pilsner, oh which, frankly, I know pilsner is a classic style, and, um, you know, everybody has an idea in their head about what a classic pilsner should be, but uh, shouldn't all mm. pilsners be a little hoppier? Just a little. You know, it's old stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but I gotta say, holy crap. Um, I know this is a, a weird podcast since we're just literally eating and telling you about it, but we can guarantee you. You did a good job listing off all the ingredients in the marinade. We're, di- we're trying here. Um, but and, uh, I don't know if this is a, it's a, like definitely a Hawaiian style roll, I think, right? Wouldn't you say? Um, maybe not. Maybe it's, the, maybe it's the sweetness from the meat that's cutting I through. I think it's just the sweetness from the meat. It's delicious though. Oh my God. It's all very good. Mm-hmm. Um... Sorry, we're just stuffing our faces. Yeah, this one, <laughs> this one is a uh, a little more conventional than the uh, the cheese ice cream uh, tomato soda flute. So no, that was interesting to say the least. Yes, but uh, I know for a fact that Connor didn't eat all day because he was uh, anticipating this event and working. So he's tearing into a sandwich. It's real quick. awesome. Um, and just a just a thank you to um, Mary Jane and OC Brewers Guild for having us today. Um, you guys have been so grateful and with your arms wide open, and we just love coming these to these events and talking to everybody and putting everybody's stories out there and what they're trying to show the world. I mean, and uh, we met the president of OC Brewers today, who's the owner of Bootleggers. Yep. Uh, his name's Aaron. One of my past jobs, I worked behind his bar for uh, summer. Uh, Good times. And uh, Will D, our friend from Chapman Crafted, was uh, running around here um, working his tail off as usual. But uh, 
he didn't get into too many specifics, but I got the impression that he was uh, maybe maybe had flu. <laughs> so he was, uh, <laughs> I don't know if he's going to hang out with us too much today. I think he's just trying to get through kind of like the Michael Jordan flu game at, uh, at this point. <laughs> the man does not stop. That's all I can That's say. That's true. You gotta, gotta admire that. But uh, with this Pills, it, uh, the hobby kick from the Pills is very strong. So this between the sweetness of the barbecue and the the kick of the hops, it's uh, it's kind of a weird balance. You get in, uh, you get a weird mouthfeel from it. Um, not weird, I, but um, I really like it. Yeah, like it's it's really really good. It was a great I have suggestion. had this beer before from Left Coast, and um, I know it's one of their tentpole beers. Yeah. Um, and I just you know for whatever reason hadn't had it before, but I will definitely have it again. This is a this is a very fancy gourmet version of your milwaukee pilsner this is this is real nice i like it a lot definitely good stuff thank you left coast um well we're gonna continue munching on this and we're gonna make another round here anything else you want to say about this freaking delicious slider um no but uh except for go down to the left coast tasting room i think their big one is out of san clemente is that right yes it is i think they just opened up a spot in irvine as well Okay, so they're expanding it. Uh, so definitely catch that. You won't be disappointed. Um, they are, um, they're pretty polished. They, they've been around a while and they know what they're doing and they, um, they know the clientele that they're catering to. They're, so yeah, they also are pouring their voodoo stout today, which is just a classic staple. So it is. Uh, they got their stuff out today, and um, at that 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 voodoo stout. If you like coffee. Go for the voodoo, baby. It's good stuff. Even from Louisiana, you're in the voodoo, so, you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, great stuff, great brewery. It's been around for a while for a reason, and they're everywhere for a reason. So check out Left Coast. Well, hello, Unsung. How's it going? How are you? Doing all right. <laughs> Unsung and 8-Bit is on your shirt, so you yep. guys got a collab going on? That's right. We did have a collab. We did a double, we did a double hazy. Awesome. Yeah. Went really well. Um, first collab with them and hopefully many more to come. So Definitely. Yeah. So how are you enjoying the event today? Lovely event, great venue, great food, and awesome beer. So. Um, we know we know Unsung is uh, in Anaheim. Where is 8-Bit located out of? 8-Bit uh, is actually located out of uh, Murrieta. Okay. Oh, okay. So a little bit further. A little bit further off, but uh, they're pretty well known. They're starting to get bigger. So mm. For those of you that aren't uh, Southern California um, people like myself, uh, Murrieta is kind of a... Uh, I don't know, out towards, I guess, Temecula area is probably the best way That's to say right. it. Yeah. Um, so uh, how did you collab with somebody uh, that was that distance away? Was there a personal friendship or uh, just sort of happened? Or uh, Yeah, it was actually funny. Um, I actually went into the brewery uh, a couple months ago and started talking to uh, Daniel Peronis, who's their uh, head brewer. And, uh, you know, just got to hanging out, drinking some beers. And, uh, you know, we thought it might be a good idea to collab. Nice. So um, a double hazy, a double is going to refer to the uh, alcohol content, right? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So it's going to be a hazy instead of uh, most hazies are pretty sessionable typically, right? So this is going to be a bigger hazy, right? You know what? Um, what I found with double hazies in general is that they're actually still very drinkable, very approachable beers. Uh, the alcohol content really isn't noticeable. Um, they're, they're very, uh, it is when you stand up, <laughs> no, I totally agree with that. Absolutely. Uh, but as far as, uh, as far as taste, uh, you really won't see uh, that big a difference. Okay. So yeah. being at, uh, this event here, what would go well with that double hazy? Mm. Oh, that's a great question. As far as, as food. Do you have that here? 
We don't. Oh, okay, uh, okay. That oh, actually was one of the fastest selling beers uh, that we've ever made. Really? Absolutely. And one of the highest rated on Untapped as well. Ooh, All right, well, since uh, the poor people at home can't taste what we're tasting anyway, we'll make it a hypothetical. <laughs> what, uh, what's uh, a flavor of food that you think would pair well with a, with a hazy IPA or a double, a double hazy? That's a great question. Um, as far as here at the event, I think I would go with something like the uh, sliders. Uh, we just had those from the West sliders. Coast. Yeah, uh, if you add the barbecue sauce with the sweetness from that and kind of the uh, citrus from the hazy IPA, I think it would really go really nice. And the uh, like the fattiness of the meat and the citrus. Yeah, okay. I could go for that. Yeah, really, really nice. Awesome. Well, right on. Uh, well, we're going to grab some more food. Uh, you have a taster at your booth. Why don't you tell us what it is and we'll come get it. Sure. We have Psionic. It's our uh, blackberry sour. Oh, we uh, like that kettle beer. sour. Yeah. Really, really nice. Um, not overly aggressive, not overly acidic, just very sessionable. 4.5% uh, really good beer. Uh, and uh, did you guys have a food pairing that's going with that tonight? Uh, we did not have one assigned, essentially, okay. but... Uh, Honestly, I had the tri-tip from uh, Heritage. Mm. Uh, the sweetness with the corn on that really cut out with the sour was fantastic. Wow. Really, okay. really nice. I, I, I wouldn't have we thought of that. we got to try that. Yeah, sure. let's do it right now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds good. We'll go grab it. All right. Well, thanks for talking, man. Yeah, we'll, appreciate we'll, it. We'll Big follow you over there. Hey, Roman. This is, uh, we're sitting here with you. And where are you from? I am from Tabs Brewery and Barrel Room in Tustin, California. Awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. Thanks for sitting us with us today. Thanks and, for having um, me. We like Tabs. We like Tabs. tabs. Yeah. So, what is, what do you got in front of us here, man? Uh, well, we have today a nice blood orange stout that these guys creatively made and squeezed blood oranges all night last night, a couple right. nights ago to make this for you guys. And we have our Bijan Pilner. Both that pair really well with our. Lamb barbacoa tostada. Um, right. This looks amazing. Yeah, oh, thank you. You <laughs> took a picture, didn't you? I took a oh, picture. Yeah. This is like a home family made uh, tortilla uh -huh. that we fry in deep fat and uh, beef fat. Mm. And then we made like a little hominy hummus. Hominy being that mixed them all corn that you get in menudo. Something different to give it that sweetness. Mm. And then we cook that uh, barbacoa in the smoker for a little bit. And then braised it in its own juices for about six hours. Mm, wow. Served it up with some sumac crema. And then that's a Spanish... Uh, peanut and negra salsa. This it's, is spicy and creamy, and it has like a lot of flavors. I was just gonna say, there's fantastic. a million oh, things thank you happening. Guys. I was being lazy and wanted to pair one food with both beers because <laughs> I couldn't make two things at once. <laughs> Fair enough. If this is you being lazy, I'd like to see you get to work. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really, really good. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this, this yeah. is a really fun event, by the way. Oh, yeah. It's gorgeous out here. Oh, it's so awesome. Oh, yeah. It's cooking in, like, nature is just, like, my favorite thing. I love going hiking, <laughs> so being able to do this and seeing people's faces and oh, lovers of craft. Is oh, thing. it's awesome. Yeah. 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 So do you like cooking, like, the cows in front of the cows on the fields, or? I, I you know, I like uh, I like making sure that if an animal's going to die, it's going <laughs> to die respectfully, and it's going to go to a delicious home. <laughs> or else, okay. I got to sleep at night. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, you know, definitely. So um, but that's awesome, man. You seem very, very passionate about your craft. Oh, definitely. Here. Um, so Tustin, I have been there once. Um, it's a newer location now. It's a newer location, and we're actually going to almost be there for a year now. Awesome. Yeah, we should have a lot of fun. Uh, everyone there is extremely hospitable. Mm -hmm. It's just a really fun place to go. We switch up the menu when the brewers switch up the their menu, okay. and we just kind of pair the food and just try, try to have fun and work hard doing it. Dude, that's, that's awesome. It. Yeah, we just want Tustin and everyone in Southern California to come in and have a great time doing it. 
That's awesome, yeah. man. Help the people find you. What part of Tustin are you guys in? Where are you uh, located? We're located close to the district on um, Red Hill and Valencia. Okay. So it's, it's about a mile and a half off the five, and it's about half a mile off the 55, mm-hmm. off uh, Edinger and uh, Red Hill. So it's not in the district? It's, it's not in the district. We're like in the little factory area, mm. which is nice because on Friday nights, you know, people are just driving home, and we have our front lodge lit up, and there's people out there having a good time, and the trunks, the trucks making noises. We got lights, and there's people playing cornhole outside, and we just like turn so many heads. And I think almost one time people crashed driving by just seeing us at night because if you drive by, it's just businesses. It just looks yeah. like a party. And homes, yeah. And then you drive by, you're like, what the heck? It's like a freaking festival out there. So it's a, it's a good place to work. And I think our location is picking up. Yeah. So we, we got great parking, which is amazing. Yeah, I, I, nice, you yeah. guys do actually. Yeah. It's all you just got that a whole level. bunch of people coming to see you just because of that. Uh, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> a lot of, I think a lot of other breweries suffer because you need the space. But you don't have a lot of parking for that. Yeah, that's true. Because there's a, I forgot who's next to you over there. Is a network? I think um, it, I think they're not sure. Down I, I don't I don't get out much. Okay. <laughs> they keep <laughs> me indoors most of the time. <laughs> Fair enough. So where'd you uh, where'd you get this passion, man? Where'd you come from? Um, what'd you do? I'm from Anaheim, California. Okay. I learned how to cook in Chicago. I worked okay. for Chef Art Smith, uh, Charlie Trotter out there, and I think the cold weather really brings out that really passionate, deep flavored food, that, that home cooked comfort food feeling. Uh-huh. And that's just what I want to do, but doing it in the fresher Southern California kind of way. So giving people some really homey comfort food, but just showing a little bit of finesse and a little bit more creativity in the dishes and just keeping it not not expensive, you know, just using products wisely. Yeah, absolutely. So for our listeners, uh, is barbacoa something that they can get in your tasting room right now? Um, Once in a while, we have a, we have a lot of fun specials. We have a really cool burger that I call it the East Coast In-N-Out Burger. Mm. I, I, again, I love the West Coast and I'm from here, but I've had some good burgers in the East Coast. And I, I just, just trying to mesh everywhere I've been and everywhere I cook, just trying to mesh it. And just everything I've learned, I just want to give it to you guys. And I, I want you guys to enjoy the food because I got to sleep at night if I take your guys' money. <laughs> well, this is one committed gentleman. His, uh, all of his tattoos are oh, yeah. uh, culinarily themed. They got a little porky, a little olives, you know, squash <laughs> blossoms. I just noticed that. That's oh, so yeah. cool. Knives, <laughs> chicks, because why not? Yeah, they stab both, you they're, sometimes. They're, they're both. They both stab. <laughs> they, they both sting a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> they're both sharp, right? Well, um, with your permission, we've definitely got to get a picture of your sleeve, sure, uh, to go with uh, this segment of the uh, of the podcast. And um, I'm really glad that you wanted to come over. Oh, yeah. We just saw the lamb barbacoa, and we're like, well, that's next. Yeah. I, I see a lot of people scared of it, so I have to, like, jump in and be like, no, 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 eat it. And they're like, oh, my God, thank you for thank you for making me taste it. Yeah. Wow. You know what I was like? It's, I have to. I have to. No, if, uh, Cindy, you, you missed one. Uh, my, if my wife were here, she would, like, be camped out in front of your, awesome. your boots. She would just be scarfing all of it down. <laughs> and it's also, like... Lamb is a healthier, more better alternative to like meat. It's got more protein. It's got better fats for you. It's great for you. It's hey, delicious. Hey, it's and what it's, it is. And it's delicious, it, especially it was, cooked right. It's it's great, man. Great Heck job. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Uh, hey, thank you guys. Cheers. Uh, cheers. Let's, uh, let's talk about the beer for just one second. Yeah. Oh yeah. We didn't even talk um, about. So this is you said it's La Brea Tarpits. That's the La Brea Tarpits, and it is our stout, and it is infused with blood orange citrus in there. Okay. And it's all super fresh. So I see um, these guys working back there. Kind of like your orange chocolate from Christmas time. Exactly, but it, and it's it's so smooth and rich and full bodied. It's just it's just so well balanced and it goes well with with uh, our tostada. And this is a, this is a refreshing one. This is a little bit heavier pairing with it, but I think still extremely smooth for uh, 
I'm not Still complaining. Beer. It's really good. Super fresh. Oh. And then uh, you said which one was this? That is our Bijorn Pilsner. Bijorn. Yeah, Pilsner. it's they are your German. Okay, cool. Yeah. Really good. I, I I need to spend more time with those brewers back there because I feel like every time I talk to them, I get more inspired, and they yeah. do too. We just need to find the time to just work a little bit more together and just step up our games a little bit. That is that is literally the the motivation behind the podcast because we talk to the brewers all the time and we learn stuff all the time. So yeah, right, there, right. And it's just like, oh, I didn't know this, and I learned like this is different fermentation techniques and bacteria and different flavors, and it just opens up my mind. It's like shit. You think you know, but you don't. No, you really don't. You, you don't know, know anything. You've been you drinking know. beer your whole life. You don't know nothing. Ex- exactly. I, I drink to get buzzed. Now I drink for flavor. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I can't even get a buzz. I'm so full. See how they, like, you know, made this magic happen. Hell yeah. We're just so spoiled these days with uh, great, you. great yeah. artists. You guys got a great you know. job. Oh, thanks. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. it's more of a hobby than a job. But oh, we'll take uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun gig. <laughs> it is um, a fun Well, gig. thank you. This was Roman from TAPS. And uh, thanks for spending time with us. You Thank were great. You. Thank you for having me. And uh, the food was unbelievable. Awesome. Yeah, yeah this, this event super fun. Cool. Oh, friends, if we told you about this event and you're not here, which is literally everybody I know, shame. Because, shame. Because you missed out. You're missing out. The, this isn't even a taster right here. This is a whole plate of food. Dude, they gave us basically half the cow on this brisket here. Um, it's a it's a brisket. I didn't really get the details. There's some corn on it. Uh, it looks like some uh, cheese and some white sauce. Yeah, it looks like Mexican white cheese and crema. Yeah, um, it looks like corn and um, uh, what tahine? Tahine. And um, it looks like brisket that um, everybody people are literally standing in line for it here. And the chef that we were just talking to, Roman, he he could, like couldn't even like articulate what he felt about it. He was, yeah. He was like making love with his eyes. He said it was the best brisket. He said he spoke to the um, the guy who's making it. They're from Heritage Barbecue. So if you get a chance to try Heritage Barbecue, um, you're gonna want to try and find them because uh, I mean you can tell just by looking at it. And then they also added some. Uh, is it chorizo or is it a different mm-hmm. sausage? Mm-hmm. My mouth was full. <laughs> I caught him with his mouth full. Mm. But wow! And then, as promised, um, we're pairing that with Cyanic, which is a was it blackberry or blueberry? Blue. Okay. Well, what's up? I believe it's blueberry um, kettle sour, and it's from our friends at Unsung. And this is one of their um, popular beers. Uh, this is their I think this is their flagship sour, and I think they make it. Um, I think one of the reasons I can't remember if it's black or blue blackberry. is because I, I see. I thought it was blackberry. I think, if I'm not mistaken, that they've made it in a couple of different flavors before. Mm-hmm. But don't quote me on that until you go and find out for yourself. All I got to say is this is probably the best damn brisket I've ever had. I'm not even exaggerating. It melts in your mouth. Take a bite down. Oh, he's going to use a fork because he's scared of my germs. Uh, no, everybody's been sick lately, including you. So give me a break. This is true. Oh, my God. Yep. Hell with your germs. I don't care anymore. There you go. Dude. That's all it takes. Just takes one. Don't take the whole damn thing, man. All right, all right, all right. Take it easy. Here's a knife. Use it. There you go. Well, we are enjoying ourselves way too much here. In yeah, we're not going to let you make you listen to us chew. Yeah. But let me tell you that I was uh, skeptical because, you know, brisket. Everybody's had brisket before. No. No, you haven't. No, you have not. 
this, this is, is from, really good. This is from the uh, the smoker that's bigger than my truck, by the way. It's, oh yeah, that's that explains it right there. They, that thing is huge, and I'm sure they've had it in there for days. Dude, and they got like basically half a forest burning down in there to keep it hot. So it is phenomenal. But you don't even have to chew. Heritage, baby, it just slides down your gullet. Um, it does pair well with the blueberry sour. Um, I think the sweetness between the fattiness and the sourness. Yeah, the sour like kind of tart works with that like sweetness from the is, bit brisket. Is that an example of acid and sweet uh, acid and fatty? We'll go with the acid fatties. Yep. Right, see, I have I watch cooking shows. <laughs> I know things. I really don't. <laughs> I just eat things and drink. But <laughs> I eat and I know things. <laughs> but uh, we're gonna finish this up and uh, we're gonna circle back and. I don't even know if I can eat more, but we're going to keep trying. <laughs> I am sure Heritage Barbecue has a website. You go to them right now if you're listening to this and you find out where you can go get some of this brisket. It Just is do it. ridiculous. You, know, you don't even have to listen to the rest of the podcast if you don't want to. All the dudes are super nice, too, over there. And the, All right, and we're the just female. kidding. Listen yeah. to the rest of the podcast. Listen, this is yeah, fantastic. This is great. All right, guys. We're going to go get some more after we finish chewing up on this. So, your favorite. My favorite. Uh, we are back with some of our friends from Brewheim. This is Nikki. <laughs> Hi. And the Mike Trout of sales, and uh, I, we've met three times, and I can't remember your first name, I'm sorry. Brian. Brian, Brian. I apologize. B-Dog. Uh, so these are our friends from Brewheim, and they have a, an event coming up on June 29th there in Anaheim, and that's a Saturday, and it's going to go from noon to midnight. It's going to be a, a huge blowout. Last time they did this uh, over St. Patrick's Day weekend, we were there, and uh, honestly, it was a huge party. So come on down to Brewheim on June 29th. Uh, this is a special party. There's, it's uh, got a, a theme and everything. So why don't you tell us all about it? So uh, basically, uh, the, we're going to be June 29th. We're going to be coming through. We're going to have a summer barbecue party. Uh, we're going to have barbecue truck meetup. Give a much respect to my boy, Lewis. Lewis, if you hear me, bring our beer on. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting closer. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna have a bunch of great beers on. Um, we'll be in the middle of our uh, so right now we're we're doing a hot trial series in the brewery in in June. We have three different beers. We're letting the people decide what the best of those three IPAs are gonna be. One is a single hop Citra. The other one is an Amarillo Simcoe. The other one is a Yukonot uh, Amarillo Mosaic. And that's going to be a dry hop. So that's gonna be the, the Dinkasaurus of them all. Uh, we want to know from the people what they think is going to be uh, the thing we should bring out into market. We're taking that from not only outside sales, where people buy the kegs from us, they get extra votes because obviously can't be there all the time, figure it all out, but also in the tap room. Every single vote counts. We're trying to make a core beer. We want to be the people's brewery. We want to be interactive. We want to make everybody everybody's presence felt. We're not trying to shy away from any other, uh, from any people who have not drank craft beer. We want those beginner craft beer drinkers. We also want our nice beer craft snobs. <laughs> you come at me. Let's do it. <laughs> so um, I, uh, I think Dan and Eric were telling us, they're the, the owners, they're our friends from Bruheim from the first episode. Uh, I think they were telling us that there was a collaboration that was going to get released on that day as well. Is that true? Yes. We're going to be uh, collabing with Gamecraft Brewing. Oh, awesome. It's going to be a brewed IPA. So uh, get ready to lose your enzyme. <laughs> uh, but it's going to be a great time they're good friends of ours uh, we're really excited to work with Andrew Derek's really excited to work with them they came from the same school Siebel School of Broadcast uh, School of Broadcasting 
school of brewing. Oh, awesome. Uh, you know, they, they're both... Uh, Siebel's in Chicago, right? Chicago. And Germany, yeah. And Germany. Oh, that's wow. right. He was actually in Germany for a little while, wasn't he? Derek yep. was. Yep. And uh, all the hottest brewers up town are coming from there. They know what they're doing. Um, and at the end of the day, we're going to make a great brewed IPA. Whether it's your favorite style or not, you know, just come in there, be honest, judge of it. Uh, from that point on, we're going to be doing about a month after that uh, version. Bridge is gonna be a collab. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think maybe that might be the other thing you're thinking of. I think the bridge is the one that's the 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 gamecraft's gonna be beforehand. Okay. It'll still be on draft, but we are gonna have a can release. Oh, okay. Uh, along with that, we're doing mobile canning, 16 ounce cans with Virgin. That's gonna be a hazy pale ale. Uh, it's gonna be New Zealand hops, so we're hoping for Nelson. Uh, and then I think we have a couple other different like you know uh, secondary hops we're gonna be throwing into that. So should be a really good time. Uh, so when you guys order hops from New Zealand, you're not always sure exactly what you're going to get? Well, I just know that the, I'm not the guy who... No, I know your to, sales. I know you're, we're, yeah. we're asking you a brewing question yeah. on the sales end. Uh, but you mentioned it like you uh, like you had an idea about something, so I wanted to hear more. Nelson's what I hear on the streets. <laughs> uh, at the end of the day, you know, let's just hope we get our hands when we can. And uh, whatever we do will be a quality beer. We're just kind of coming up really hot out there in uh, San Diego. I'm eating you know, a couple collabs with them. There, everything's pretty solid. They've done a couple of hazy pails. Um, at the end of the day, we're really excited to work with them. We're excited for the ties that come from the same school of uh, brewing that you know everyone's kind of done. That I think the the, the actual uh, connection there is the stone connection oh, okay. between between Derek and uh, and I don't actually know the brewer's name from Virgin, but. I will say this. We'll get it next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dan actually mentioned that uh, we were welcome to come to that party. So uh, we may be recording there and we may get some more details when we come in. So we, we haven't uh, locked that in yet, but we just talked about that tonight. And we're excited about that. Last, like I said, last time we went to a party at Bruheim, we, shook, was a we shook the place down. It was a good It was a good time. We want to be known as that brewery, so don't worry about it. That's exactly what we're looking for. Well, I'll be there next Tuesday fighting you in the streets about the Angels-Dodgers. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? By all means, guys, come through. Um, uh, we'd love to have you guys. We'd love to have anyone who wants to come through. We're going to make a good impression on everybody. Don't be shy. Don't be scared. If you're not a craft beer drinker, per se, 100%. Don't worry to come in there. We'll find something for you. You are. We're going to find something for you, too. We're going to make it happen. Yeah, awesome. definitely bring a date. Um, Bruheim is the uh, the tasting room that in Anaheim right now. It is brand new. It is beautiful. It is, is spacious. And uh, everybody's very friendly there. It's very laid back. It's like um, drinking beer in a beautiful living room in Anaheim that's uh, – might as well be part of a California adventure. You're really going to like it. Come on. <laughs> Could tell them State College. Awesome. Oh, yeah. This is uh, what we got. Some Brussels sprouts. Yes. Uh, bacon and Brussels sprouts. And this is from uh, OC Craft Brewing in Laguna. And uh, they had a classic pairing of bacon and Brussels sprouts, but they've added some cons. And I think, uh, well, tomatoes definitely. And I think I see some mango in there um, and some corn. Mm -hmm. And uh, it looks very good because usually, uh, well, I'll just tell the story. So one day my wife was at the store and she brought home a giant stock of Brussels sprouts. And I'd never had any problem with Brussels sprouts until then. I know it's sort of a cliche thing not to like Brussels sprouts, but it was a giant stock. She got it on sale and it was as big as my thigh as no joke. 
so that's it was pretty damn big. Hey. <laughs> so anyway, it's Brussels sprouts in the morning with our eggs. Brussels sprouts in the uh, evening with our salad. Brussels sprouts with bacon that she roasted. Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts. Over and over and over again for like I kid you not, like a whole week, like did, every meal. Did you grow up into a big strong boy? I mean, maybe, yeah. Oh, this is really good. Um, hey guys. So, um, this is spectacular. It's got pecans in it and uh, tomato and mango and bacon chunks. And it pairs really well with the beer. And um, we just had some friends from the band come up. How you, how you ladies doing? Good, how are you? Good. Why don't you, why don't you ladies sit down and yeah. tell us about right. yourselves? Yeah. You're out here banished. Where's your chair? Oh, uh, here. You can no, sit. No. はい、はい、はい、はい。はい、はい。はい、はい。はい、はい。はい、はい。はい、はい。はい、はい。はい、はい。はい、はい。はい、はい。はい、はい。はい、はい。はい、はい。はい、はい。はい、はい。はい、は
uh, he uh, asked if they knew anybody, and they recommended me. So, so, so I'm going to use my um, powers of deduction, my Sherlock Holmes-like powers of deduction. Do you also paint? <laughs> yes, but I wish it was. I wish I could say I was a. Um, you know, a visual artist in that respect, but I, that's what I do for a living. I'm, I'm actually in construction. Okay, I'm right a on. Contractor. So I paint, but I do lots of different stuff. My favorite is building decks, which is uh, exciting. We're starting a new one next week. And Lake Arrowhead's a really lucrative place for a construction worker. Just so you know, any construction workers out there looking for a new... New territory. <laughs> new territory. <laughs> we, you know... So, anyways, cool. Well, thank I, you. For you guys having fun? Oh, yeah. Are, right? What's your favorite food so far? Oh, dude, it's oh, got to be that brisket. The which one? The one over here that yeah, I didn't get to Herod, try? The heritage yes. brisket. Oh, if you haven't tried it yet, I didn't it's going to change your life. Oh, sold out. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. You know sorry what I tried? What my favorite thing was? Was the freaking chicken liver pate on the crostini over here. I don't oh, know if you we got to get to that. We haven't seen that yet. a strawberry basil thing on top, and he told me chicken liver. was like, I don't know, man. I'm probably going to spit it out. He's like, well, just try it. I was like, okay, I'm a risk taker. Taker. What a, what a, what booth it was amazing. Because oh, <laughs> I know we're trying really, really hard to get to all the booths, but I am not sure we will. I'll look it for you. Which, which, just tell us which booth it was. You can, oh, you can uh, give a shout out. It's well, let me go find out. I, I need to do that. Uh, we'll, we'll get there. All right. You'll get I don't there. Wanna, yeah. It's straight to the back that way. Crostinis, <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like you know a little poop smear. It's so hard oh because gosh. you just get rubbed into all these other places when you're trying to go to the, your specific one. So it's like impossible out here. Right? Yeah. It's so well, great. Uh, email uh, the real April Sweeney at gmail.com so that you can book her for something soon. Uh, she was out here. She kicked off our, our night of music. I don't know if you've been hearing the music in the background tonight. We've uh, tried to get a, a little bit further away for our reporting purposes, but uh, uh, it's been it's been sort of uh, traipsing through the through the breeze here to us anyway, and it's been nice. It's been very nice. Well, thank you for sitting with us. Hey, thank you so much for <laughs> nice having me. You. Nice to meet you, you too. Appreciate you the Thanks. time. I appreciate you. your time. Take care, guys. Well, uh, that was a nice little surprise. Um, but we didn't. We realized we got a little sidetracked. Yeah, we didn't realize we didn't even uh, talk about the beers that we got over uh, at Lens at OC. That's right. It's OC Craft Brewing, and they're um, formerly Laguna Beach. Uh, they were getting confused with Laguna Beach Brewing Company, so they changed their name. So it is now OC Craft Beers, um, and they're in Laguna. And uh, they had a saison, which uh, I am tasting right now, actually. And I have their blonde. Ooh, I wish he was here to tell us more about that. There's something going on there. Yeah, it's a different, definitely different. A blonde is a very straightforward, easy drinking blonde. And the, the Saison to me was really potent in some of the flavors. Hey, I don't know what the flavor is. Uh, it almost had a herby, minty something that went up the top of my palate. Yeah, it just shoots right up into the, the cranium there. Uh, <laughs> least. Well, um, if we go back over there, I will stop by and ask him a little more about it. Um, he said he was the GM. He was a very also. nice, ecstatic fellow. He they brew in house uh, at their brew pub, mm. and yeah. uh, very much like um, like all American, they had a smaller system, so they are making uh, very craft batches, very small batches, um, and they are working working their tails off because when you make small batches like that you got to keep making exclusive on the exclusive but 
Uh, the food th- was amazing. The what was it? Brussels sprouts with the bacon and the pecans. Yeah, you barely tomatoes. even knew that it was good for it, you. It, like honestly, <laughs> I don't think with whatever sauce. You don't think it was healthy? No, no. Well, no. All right, uh, that was some of the that was some of the best self food I ever ate. Let's put it that way. It was delicious. Um, gosh, we have. I'm stuffed, but we're gonna keep trying here. I know we're gonna have to. Um, we're gonna have to keep clipping along. You think? You think to yourself, well, you know, we can. We can eat our way around the, the festival here. That shouldn't be a problem. I didn't eat all day for this, and I'm stuffed. So let's uh, let's keep rocking, keep rolling, keep getting some tasters. We'll be right back. We are here live. Um, we got the Le Chef from Barley Forge. Why don't you introduce yourself? Welcome to the podcast. Just lean in a tiny bit. Yeah. Oh, all right. Hi, uh, I'm Phil. Hey, Phil. Hey, Phil. Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> Um, what uh, what do you, what are you trying to stuff down our throats here? What is this? Okay. Oh, he doesn't have to try. This is this is a treat. Yeah. <laughs> well, basically, I don't know if I can say this on a podcast. I'm kind of a southern whore when it comes to southern food. <laughs> but what you're basically having is you are having a shrimp and crawfish sausage. Think of it like a shrimp boudin, and uh, it's on top of cornbread. It's very moist, not too dry, slightly sweet. And then you've got a little bit of greens in there, so you got some onion and bacon to give you a little bitter and porky goodness. And then I've got red remoulade and chervil on top to get a little spice, a little color, and just a little bit of herbiness. Oh my. And I can tell by your face you're digging it. Well, (laughs) so we joke on the podcast all the time. Um, You know, listeners know that I grew up in in New Orleans area. And um, we were talking about it when I saw what you had there. I was like, oh my God. You know, I, grew up in, I, grew, I know what th- I know what to do with this because I grew up in Metairie, and uh, you were saying that you had just been there. Yes, I was there two weeks ago. Oh, awesome! Yeah, uh, we love it out there. Well, I've only been once. He's from there, but we I I almost died. That was a good time. Yeah, I took Connor drinking um, last year around Halloween time for a football game. Right, and uh, he came, and a couple of our other friends came after the third or fourth day. I mean, they were troopers. Don't get me wrong, but right. They uh, they were going pretty uh, they were going pretty strong to the rim. <laughs> <laughs> but man, this is uh, phenomenal. So it's spectacular. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you very much. That's a compliment coming from somebody who's uh, from Louisiana. <laughs> In fact, uh, Katie Kasbarian from uh, Arno's, if you're listening. This is uh this is definitely something you might consider stealing. This is a really good little bite. Um, so it's a little um mini cornbread. Correct. Um, how did you uh, did you cook them in a, like a little muffin tin or uh, how'd you do that? Uh, well, I took the easy way. I just cooked them in a hotel pan. Okay. And okay. I got out a biscuit cutter. Oh, okay. There you and go. Just did it that way because nice. I like the nice round shape. Goes well with the sausage on the top. Do a little cross hatch with it. Get the greens hanging off as opposed to using square, but. So, um, where are you from originally? I was born in Southern California. And you just you just know Ramalot uh, somehow magically. Well, I've got family from the South as okay. well. All right. But uh, my general style of cooking, growing up in Southern California, it's a mix, but I'm heavy Southern food, slam in some Cajun Creole with a healthy dose of Mexican. Do you there mind you if go. we get a picture of you for the Instagram? I want people to see the Tabasco uh, oh, bandana. Oh, yeah. Let me tonight. take off my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> well, smile. <laughs> awesome, dude. No problem. Uh, uh, yeah, so that's a, you know, you know somebody's being authentic about their love uh, for Louisiana actually, cooking if they're wearing a Tabasco headband while they're uh, out here chefing. Well, that, well, that's better. Oh, that's going to be a good we'll ditch that. There we go. There you go. 
with the creation. There you there go. There we go. Awesome. Thank you so okay, much. You're so, very welcome. Just to reiterate, crawfish and shrimp sausage, which is spectacular. I've never heard of crawfish and shrimp being put into a sausage, mm. and uh, my mind's kind of blown. I'm and going. I'm going back for seconds. Good. Good job, Phil. Very cool. Thank you very much. And then it's got the mustard greens uh, or collard greens, as we say. Correct. Um, underneath it, and you said you cook those tip like, traditionally with onion and onion and bacon. Yes, sir. A little bit of uh, red pepper flake, a little shot of vinegar at the end. Is it just a little parsley on top, or what was that? That is chervil. Okay. That is a, well, it's typically kind of a French herb, but you get it in Cajun Creole as well. But it's a more refined and slightly anisey, kind of looks a little bit like a mini cilantro almost, <laughs> but just adds a cool little flavor to it as well. Can you and, say it again? Because I'm sure of eaten it sometime yeah. or another, but I didn't, I've never heard the name. Yeah, it's called Shervil. Shervil? Yeah, okay. C-H-E-R-V-I-L. I will keep an eye out for that. Right. Usually I don't ask what the garnish is, mm -hmm. but uh, from now on I will. But yeah, it adds a really good flavor to it. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Barley Forge, you guys are located out of Costa Mesa? Is Correct. That? We are right on Randolph. All right. Mm. Yeah. We're supposed to drink a little bit of beer with this. What, uh, what did we pair this with? It was not the Patsy. That beer. is with El Tecnico. And it is a agave beer. Mm -hmm. I believe it's a amber. So, um, it definitely is an amber. Mm -hmm. How do they uh, spike it with the agave, if you know? That I don't. You need to grab my brewer. I, I handle all the food, he handles all the beer. Okay. Well, we will, uh, <laughs> when we're going back up there for the, uh, there's only a couple bites we haven't had up there. We actually are kind of making it through all the way, which is impressive because yeah. there's a lot of food yeah. up there. There's yeah. a lot of really good chefs and restaurants here tonight. It's awesome. It's incredible. So we're, we're just, uh, we feel so lucky to be here with you folks. And dude, thanks. I mean, dude, I wasn't expecting some Southern Cajun. This was a surprise. Cajun, I didn't even know, know to look great. for it. Yeah. If I had seen you guys, I would have gone right for you. I yeah. probably wouldn't have eaten I'm anything I'm happy else. to surprise you. That was my goal. Dude, that's awesome. So at your restaurant, so you're you're kind of the head of everything that goes over there? There's two chefs. I am one of them. The other one is Chris Williams. Okay. And he's here tonight as well. But oh. he and I run the back of the house. That's awesome. So, so are there any other Cajun-influenced uh, dishes that you have at Barley Forge Kitchen right now? Right this second, the only other one we have is we do Cajun cream corn. And it's a basic cream corn recipe, but I make my own Cajun and Creole spice, which nobody else knows what I put in it. Right. <laughs> I'll find out. And, and, that, and that is also in your sausage with Trinity as well. So that gives a little extra. Okay, so I caught that, but I know nobody in Southern California got that. Why don't you tell them what Trinity is? Okay, Trinity is the Cajun Creole version of a mirepoix, with the exception, instead of using carrots, we use green peppers. Mm. So it's onions, celery, and green bell pepper. Okay. I was going to say Trinity from the Matrix. Um, well, because... Because it kind of feels like it's on another level like that. Yeah. In Louisiana and um, in the South in general, um, you can't throw a stone without hitting a church. So when you sit, call something Trinity... <laughs> and it catches on, it better be something that everybody uses. Mm -hmm. There aren't a whole lot of Cajun dishes that don't incorporate the Trinity in some, some way or another. Correct. So um, just one more time, that's uh, your, your peppers and your celery and your onions, right? Correct. All right. It's basically two parts onion to one part celery and one part green bell pepper. Oh, I, I don't know if I knew the two mm -hmm. parts to one to one, but yep. maybe I did. I don't, I don't know if I knew that. Mm -hmm. 
You've been out of the South for a while now. So. Well, I just eat this stuff, you know. <laughs> Anybody who's met me knows that I don't, uh, when I do cook, it's um, an adventure because I don't really know what I'm doing. <laughs> Back to Baton Rouge. But I'm uh, I'm pretty good at eating this stuff. As <laughs> my, as my, my best food Your physique tells that. Yeah, as my ever-expanding waistline <laughs> to, starts, to, starts to, I used to be skinny, I swear. Uh, it's been a long time now. We'll see. Uh, oh, God, well, I've got well, the pictures to prove it. I'm glad you guys well, enjoyed it. Oh, thank you so much for sitting with us. It was amazing. Thank you very much, man. Yeah. A compliment comes from somebody who's from Metairie. That's a taste of home. I can't, I can't I appreciate that. All right. I can't believe it. And so do you guys have this in the tasting room? Can people come get this? This, I may, I came up let me, with... Let me be more honest. Can I come get this? <laughs> if I have it, I will be happy to make it for you. This one I created specifically for this night just to come up with something different but uh i do we do make our own sausage our own bacon and our own pastrami so i've been I there like four times in the mix it's and phenomenal. not a problem yeah. well i'm gonna come down i will call ahead and uh it's still there it's still there can you make the sausage can you make can you make that <laughs> and give me a day so how long is like it's seafood sausage, so it's not going to keep all that long, right? I mean, you got to eat it pretty much right after you make it. Yep. Once you've made it and cooked it, yeah, you probably have two, maybe three days if you keep it refrigerated and wrapped well, you know. But uh, if obviously, if you got it cooked and you're at a you know cookout or something like that, yeah, pretty much next day and it's toast. Okay. Cool. You know, I mean, they're fully cooked, but you're dealing with seafood, so you really don't want to risk any sort of what people are right. Yeah. Well, like I said, um, you you just made a new friend whether you like it or not. <laughs> this is really, really guy. good. And uh, <laughs> my folks will be out here around Thanksgiving time. Um, and then I have another guest um, coming. Uh, I think she's going to be coming uh, right before Thanksgiving. So fantastic. I may uh, I may be hitting you up for some for some uh, fancy crawfish and rice sausage not, or crawfish shrimp sausage not a problem give me a call a couple days ahead of time I'll be happy to make it and send it home with you that's fantastic what a surprise <laughs> thank you thank you so much right, thank you, thanks Phil. guys alright great meeting you Hey there, Dan. <laughs> you finally caught me with a mouthful of food. Uh-huh. Um, you are munching on something leafy and greeny uh, with it's, some cheese. It only looks leafy and greeny. Um, it's actually uh, papadelli, spinach papadelli, which is a thin, um, flat pasta. Um, I hope I pronounced it right. I have a feeling that I maybe didn't. Okay. Um, and it came with a veal and beef meatball, and that's from the Breakers Hotel in Long Beach, which is getting renovated right now. And they, um, they're going to be back in 2020, apparently, with um, two restaurants. One's going to be the Sky Room. That's going to be the fancier restaurant, they were saying. Um, and uh, if this dish is uh, any indication, they're going to have some pretty good food over there. Um, Long Beach, you know, over, over time, restaurants come and restaurants go. But the good ones, when they go, people really miss them. So um, it's good that the um, Breakers Hotel is going to get renovated. Uh, and that they're going to have some some gourmet food up in there. So this is yummy. This is all from scratch. Like you can taste that they made this today. It looks it looks good, but I am I got one last bite in front of me, and I think I'm going to call it. I I think I, we made it around. I don't I think, think we missed anybody. I don't think we missed anybody. We made it to all the we made it to all the pallets. You know se. what? Let me just say that inevitably we probably did miss somebody. Sorry. Um, so we person. apologize. We made a real commitment to try and get to all the food tasters. Um, we know we didn't get to all the beer tasters. We didn't even try to do that this time because no, no. we were concentrating on the food. It's a it's a school night, kids. It's Thursday. 
Um, but <laughs> listen to him being all responsible. I gotta be in Long Beach at eight, my friend. Um, I have work tomorrow myself, but that is besides the point, sir. Yes, true. We're having a good time. We're here, not uh, not partying, but working. Working, working for always. our listeners. Working. Speaking of working, I have this chicken liver toast from Haven craft kitchen and bar in the orange circle you might be familiar with that because it's our very good friend will d they always do that at haven they have this simple name and you think oh, oh that seems like simple and then you you get it and it's got a lot more going on every single dish they do that i feel like it's it's you remember quite when we got the french well toast done. with the the cinnamon ice cream that time and oh, it was yeah. like layered and interesting and had like two other things going on that weren't even like listed on the menu it's phenomenal so on, on this particular one it's got strawberries pickled mustard seed quartz syrup and it looks like it has a little bit of a garden okay, this is the way it was described um to me it's a um it's the chicken liver on toast on a crostini which is fine the strawberry he said the strawberries were like um roasted a little bit and then um, he said that the, I think he said that, I unless I'm making that up, it's, I almost asked him, how do you roast strawberries? So if I'm wrong, I apologize. But the really interesting thing I thought was um, a mustard seed pork reduction. And I said, that's unusual. How, how did you come up with that? And he said it was sort of an evolution that um, they used to do the chicken liver with um, like a pork jelly. Um, and that uh, one thing sort of led to another and that they've been trying to... Um, make sure that they're for every sweet there's a savory or a spicy or you know so on they're trying to balance things out to give their bites more complexity uh, you just took a big bite out of one and i'm about to so tell us what you thought wow um it's weird it's um and weird in a good way so the way i would describe it is um, like the strawberry gives it almost like this jam like flavor and with the texture of the chicken liver it almost feels like you're literally eating like a jam on toast because it's so like, how would you say squishy, <laughs> soft. Um, but it's, I am surprised that it's so it, it's, it's really good. So yeah, I, 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 I could go back for a second to that. I yeah. That was really great. It's like, a, am I right about that kind of jammy, like on the toast? Yeah. Type it's of? definitely an appetizer. And I feel like we're eating mm -hmm. it at the end. Mm -hmm. um, like it's, this is definitely a classic amuse-bouche. Mm -hmm. um, it's very sweet too. Yeah, it's got um, a sweet and then the mustard and then, of course, the chicken liver um, is savory mm -hmm. um, underneath that. Um, yeah, we probably should have started with this one. But <laughs> um, as usual, Haven is grand finale worthy, even when it is an uh, appetizer that we're getting around to. Phenomenal um, stuff. Always, always yeah. from them. This is cheers. This is um, <laughs> this is very gourmet. This really is an amuse-bouche. And um, this was fantastic. And I know it's our friend Will D, who owns Haven, and now I'm kicking myself because the gentleman who was cooking over there, we didn't catch his name, I don't think. Um, he's always at the Haven, though. I don't think you can't miss him. He, I, I, I've met him before. He's a head chef. I can't remember his name either, but uh, he is. So our apologies on that yes. one. We want to give you credit where credit is due on that. And yeah. I feel like we, you know what? I'll make it up to you. Um, we always do the little end tag on an episode. Uh, I will march right back up there after we're done here and get your name and put you on the uh, the end tag and give you a little shout out. Heck yeah. So thank you to all the chefs at Palette. Oh, oh, real quick. Um, with my uh, chicken liver, oh, yeah. I'm drinking Green Cheek, one of our favorite uh, breweries out here. Love them. I was talking to Brian, the owner, earlier. We're going to try to set up an interview with them. Awesome people, awesome stuff. They're always traveling, trying to perfect their craft all over the world. Um, but 
I am drinking their short on long-term goals. <laughs> um, funny name. Uh, Italian-style Pilsner, and it has a description. Brewed and dry hopped 100% with German hop variety, Kalista, and featuring a large percentage of spelt in the mash. Dry, bitter, and perfect for summertime crushing. It's officially the unofficial pills of the Firestone Walker Invitational. Oh, so here's, this, here's Will so walking this by. Is, Will, uh, Will what's the name of your invitation. head chef who was hey, uh, cooking? Oh, yeah. Hey, Will. Oh, Chef Craig Brady. Craig, Craig Brady. Brady. I know we had talked about him uh, on the podcast when we interviewed you. That was spectacular. We can't say enough. Of, we wish we'd eaten it first instead of last. The chicken liver was amazing. Oh, it's oh, great. That chicken liver toast is one of our top selling dishes on the menu. Chef put it on about a year ago and it's definitely a fan favorite for sure. We were we were saying that's a really classic amuse bouche, like a really classic appetizer. That's really great. It turns out good. We put it on a, a, a bigger piece uh, that goes on to that. You can order like one, two, three, five, whatever, and it turns out really good. That this one's on a Christine, which is obviously a little bit more bite size meant for the event. Uh, event so. Yeah, no, um, it's awesome. Didn't you say that uh, you had had um, a wedding weddings before in that room that you have the truck parked in? Oh yeah, yeah. A few people got married. Um, uh, receptions and stuff like that. If you ever do it again, you should uh, consider passing this around as a as a wedding pass, like a oh, tray pass, because oh, that would be perfect. That. Yeah. Yeah, everybody would enjoy it. That's for sure. We uh, we mentioned uh, we mentioned earlier that you were uh, prowling around because this was uh, you know something that you were working real hard on this event, but that you were a little bit under the weather. Are you doing okay? Oh yeah. We, Just, com- uh, we compared it to the uh, the Michael Jordan flu game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, we were able to get the event. Um, to be executed, we know this is a uh, a fun one. Food and beer in Orange County is uh, I, think, I think it's crucial to kind of have more events like this. And we know this was uh, the first one doing. We got rained out on the first uh, date on this one, and then uh, oh, earlier in the year, yeah, in February, and then um, this ended up being the second date to do it. It worked out, um, but we definitely wanted to do it again. I think it must have been uh, amazing. You must yeah. have been freaking out when you saw that it got a little bit overcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you kind of look at the forecast, but it wasn't as bad as it was. It was the worst, the worst rain day that uh, we had all year. Uh, <laughs> happened on the day that we were supposed to happen the oh, first no. time around. And, and as you can tell, yeah. this would not have been good to be raining. Yeah, we were very outdoors. No, yeah. So. Well, cool. well, well, thanks, thank you. Will. This Cheers. Is, uh, you're coming in right at the end of the, the podcast, so thanks for, oh, thanks for having us. On the mic. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. Dude, you're, you're, always, awesome. you're always on when you're with us. Yes. Um, <laughs> so Cheers, thanks Will. For, thank thanks you. for stopping by. Yeah. Cheers. Um, but seriously, thank you to everybody here today. <laughs> he didn't I mean, even know he was on. We yeah. should have warned him. We should have warned him. I thought he could tell. <laughs> um, but we, we the, what an awesome event. Uh, we feel so lucky. Uh, thank you to everybody at the OC Brewers Guild, all our friends. I mean, I can't even list everybody it would take way too long um mary jane uh, always helps out a lot um oh yeah she uh she really set us up today yeah um, we wouldn't have a table i don't think uh without her helping us out today we so love you, you mary jane thank you so much um it's been an awesome event i think this is one of the coolest i would say beer events i've ever been to uh the, between the food and the quality of the beer and the brewers the owners I mean, it's such an enlightening uh, way to show what these people are crafting, what they're working hard day and night, uh, trying to perfect it. Great job, everybody. I don't think there was anything I disliked. So. Oh, I know. Every every taster was, uh, you know, worth not only worth eating, but worth talking about. So we hope it was worth listening to. Um, there was also a cigar booth uh, over here. We may... Um, 
if we if we have time, I know we gotta maybe retire early this evening, but I'm looking if they have a, a small enough and a light enough cigar, I may uh, may snake one of those before we leave. Give me one of them Cubans. Uh, I don't know if we can get away with that. <laughs> All right, well, everybody, this was the OC Brewers Guild Palette episode on the Hollywood Growler. Uh, I'm Connor Simpson. I'm Dan Kern. Thank you so much for listening, folks. We appreciate your time and being with us and look forward to a lot more coming. We have a lot of ideas and a lot of new friends that we've made. And I think we're going to be talking to a lot of new breweries coming up here. Yeah, we're going to have what we're calling season two uh, after this. This is sort of the unofficial end of season one. Uh, So there may be a little bit of a break while we're getting our ducks in a row and uh, making appointments to go out to uh, interview some new people and uh, hopefully... Uh, do some new projects with our uh, friends that you may have heard of here in season one. So thanks for following us. Uh, Keep telling people about the podcast so that they can listen to season one. And we'll see you again real soon. Thank you so much again for subscribing. Cheers, folks.